Look at our graceful cat. He's so beautiful. Nah. No, he's beautiful. And he's not being an asshole. He's beautiful. Look at him. He's so beautiful. I could take him or leave him. Well, I think he's beautiful. When he's not being an asshole. everyone i'm shell and i'm dj and this is roses and rejections a podcast where we talk about all things bachelor nation Woo-hoo. so a number of things happened this week some updates from all the drama that's been going on in bachelor nation um to start off uh, our beloved rachel Lindsay was forced to uh delete her instagram account because she was being harassed and bullied by people for uh getting chris harrison fired or for forcing chris harrison to leave yeah i guess he hasn't been fired yet but he he hasn't been fired but like he he chose to leave and people are blaming rachel Lindsay for it and like have been attacking her on instagram yeah so much so that she deleted her instagram account yeah which is pretty fucked up yeah i mean there's a lot of racist stuff on there yeah of course it's bad and i i think that um at this point rachel you know if she wants to leave um you know, the just Bachelor franchise. I get it. It sucks that she's been put into this position. Um, and it's, I mean, I want to say that it's wrong that no one's really stood up for her. We should say the Bachelor executive producers did put out a statement that that was wrong. Chris Harrison mentioned that was wrong. Um, I wish these were stronger defenses. Yeah, it um, all feels very weak and very like we're saying this because we feel we have to say this. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, like they felt the urge to say it because it, it touched them so strongly. It's like a, we feel the need to say this because if we don't say anything, it's going to look bad on us. Yeah. And, and I mean, look. Uh, extras employers um rachel's employers at extra could probably doing more to you know speak out against and call it what it is it's straight up racist yeah it's racism and yeah. it's very bad and it really sucks that like this is the news right now that's going on with the bachelor and it's really nothing of material to the show yeah because it shouldn't like we shouldn't have to deal with this rachel should not have to deal with this correct we're not dealing with anything yeah. um it sucks for us to be seeing it happening yeah yeah it's, as, it's unfortunate as, to witness yeah like as supporters of the show overall, and as supporters of Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Lindsay more so than the show. Yeah, I don't know how much I support the show. I mean, like, I, I when I say I... supporters of the show, I mean, we view the show consistently. We are the people giving yeah. ratings to the show. Sure. Yeah, that's like we are their support. Yeah. We are yeah. their viewers, right? So therefore, we are supporting the show right. in that sense. But like, we, we love Rachel Lindsay. We say it every freaking episode. <laughs> We love Rachel Lindsay, and it sucks that this is what is, this is the news in Bachelor Nation right now. And that it's so sad that in 2021, this is the news. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's awful. It's, it's really remarkably horrible. And I'm surprised that this is what we're talking about. We, Rachel Lindsay was our first black bachelorette, which was supposed to be like, like an amazing line that was crossed. And then now, during the season of Matt James, the first Black Bachelor, and we've already went over how ridiculous how it's it is that we are so many seasons into the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise that we're only just getting our first Black Bachelor. But that during this season with the first Black Bachelor is when we're getting all of this like racism undertones to be like showing its face, you know? Yeah, and and they've been there before with the show, but I, I think there's been a reckoning yeah. that's come about. Yes. Um 
as it should. I, you know, I haven't seen all of Rachel's statements on this. You know, I think one thing she said on her podcast is that um, she thinks that, like, the production should just pause until they, like, figure their shit out. I don't know if that's a quote. I'm just paraphrasing, um, which I, I agree with. I think yeah, they gotta same. figure out everything that's going on. Um, so I, I'd like to say this, all right? I, I, I'd like to mount I think, the strongest possible defense uh, for, for, for Rachel Lindsay. So I, I'm going to give some strong language here. Uh, so skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear some some strong language. Uh, but so I think that um, everyone who's bullied Rachel on Instagram to kindly go fuck yourselves you people suck you should just throw yourselves into a ditch and i stand by that let me say i'll just throw yourselves right into a ditch and literally fuck yourselves you people suck and i hate you okay <laughs> i do not speak for you or the pop break that's me that's that's dj chapman's feelings but yeah Ooh, name dropping. come at me i yeah. think you're fucking monsters okay and it's... i truly hate you despite having never met you it's i'm disappointed in you <laughs> I'm I'm severely disappointed in the people who feel the need to bully a human being for standing up for themselves. Yeah. Like And because they're a person of color. Right. And you're being racist. Yes. So you suck. Yes. Let it be known that both of us we hate racists. If you listen to the podcast and you're a racist, stop listening. We don't want you to listen. I'd like to put one clarifier on that. Yeah. Because I think this is an important clarifier. If you're a racist and you're not trying to work to better yourself, then you can go fuck yourself. If you're a racist and you are working on it, because that is a thing, there are people who mm-hmm. discover that they're racist because they grew up with racist That's parents, true. That's true. and it was out of like their kind of control because they grew up with it, but they're working on it, that's fine. All right, you can listen. You can you listen. Guys can and we listen. don't hate you because you're bettering yourself, no. and we appreciate it. You're, you're probably it. not bullying Rachel on Instagram. You better not be bullying so Rachel. You better doesn't not apply be bullying you. Rachel. Yeah, if you are, stop listening. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um... So Rachel deleted her Instagram. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate. I think she deactivated Deactivated. Which is like, I don't know. It's like, it's, I don't know what the difference is. It exists, but you can't do, like, can't do anything with it. You can't comment on it, you can't do anything, but like, it still exists. Can you view it? I believe so. But like, deleting it is just like, it's gone. Right. This is where I go to the internet. Um, And then after this, we wanted to talk about, Chris Harrison did an interview. With Good Morning America. Now, I have to tell you, DJ brought to my attention. Oh, no, she deleted it. She deleted it, which my is, bad. like, worse. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awful. Okay, so Chris Harrison did an interview with Good Morning America. Now, okay. I have to tell you, before we get into it too much, yeah. you were the one, DJ, you were the one who brought it up to me that Chris Harrison did an interview, and I said, with who? And you said, with Good Morning America. And I said, aren't they owned by ABC? And you said, yes. And I said, well, then that interview is bullshit to me. Because ABC owns the Bachelor Nation, which means they probably scripted out the whole thing, had producers over him the whole time, pre-recorded it, edited it to make sure Chris Harrison looked good, made sure everything was said correctly and that nothing came out wrong. It was not like a real interview. It was, it felt very scripted. Yeah. So, okay. Um... Yeah, this was his first public interview after the Rachel Lindsay Rachel interview, interview slash fallout. Um, oh, you know what? We didn't mention who is going to be taking over after the final rose. Because I think the news dropped right after we recorded last week's let's, episode. Let's get through this interview first, sure. and then we'll talk about that. Just because I wanted to bring it up. So, because th- they had announced Chris's replacement for after the final rose, which we'll we'll get to. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah, is this interview with uh, Michael Strahan, who's one mm-hmm. of the um, Good Morning America co-hosts. So, uh, Michael Strahan is black, so, you know, I yeah. don't think that was an accident why they had him do this. <laughs> a thousand percent not an accident. You know, I, I think that's how you want to do it, and that's fine. Um, honestly, I don't think it matters what Chris said during the interview. Um, it seemed pretty immaterial. The way they edited the interview, first of all, was terrible. They had, like, so, uh, flashback to the extra interview with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Then a Michael Strahan question relevant to that clip, and then a, like, snippet of a Chris Harrison answer. Scripted answer. It had no flow. Chris Harrison was very stiff. At one point he said, you know, what I said to Rachel wasn't in my heart. And I'm like, bullshit. Yes, it was. Also, it really felt like Chris Harrison was reading a bunch of random generic statements, and they could have just pieced, clipped and pieced any response because what the way he was responding was not directly associated with the question yeah he was just like basically apologizing in different formats yeah through the interview yeah it was it was crazy how scripted and unrealistic it felt because you watched the interview with rachel Lindsay, which you could see chris harrison responding normally like just talking with her conversational tones. conversational tones and like this is not scripted and my producers are not standing over me kind of thing and then you watch his interview with michael, michael strahan, strahan yeah. and you see that he's really stiff and like he's very like it's clear that he's like reading a prompter or like he memorized the script or yeah. whatever it is like it's very stiff and he's very like concerned and it's just it just feels like such bullshit like none of it felt genuine I don't feel better about Chris Harrison. We watched him during the Women Tell All and I was like, I hate this. Almost worse now because I'm like, I feel like you're trying to BS me. And I know you have to put out a public statement, quote unquote. But like, I just feel like you're BSing me. Yeah. And like, not to knock knock Michael Strahan too much. I definitely don't want it to come across like this. But like, he's not a journalist, right? Good Morning America is a very fluffy morning show, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like Ryan and Kelly and in the morning, blah, blah. It's like fun, not serious. Yeah, it, it has some credibility. George Stephanopoulos, like, is actually a journalist, so he lends some credibility. Robin Roberts, you know, a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. She came from ESPN. She used to host SportsCenter. So, you know, more of that um, kind of experience. And then Michael Strahan's an entertainer, which is fine, and it's okay for him to do that interview. The problem is, because it's on ABC, there's so much conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. This wasn't another outlet. Like, even if it was, like, the Today Show, at yeah. least you're like, well, that's another outlet. And they got Chris Harrison. And there was some, like, quote-unquote, real journalism there. Right. Even if, like, Hoda's, you know, yeah. interviewing him. Like, it would have felt better about it. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't have felt so controlled. Like, incestual. Like, we, oh, yeah. like just trying yeah. to make sure that the company looks good. Making sure mm-hmm. the brand mm-hmm. looks good. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And what killed me is, so it, it, was a, it, was, it wasn't even like a live interview. It was like a package, right? It was like yes. a pre-taped package. Which was worse. It was so much worse. So when they get back to the live spot, um, Michael Strahan goes, he might have even been uncomfortable with the interview. Yeah. Because he said, um, you know, all of his uh, answers felt very surface level. And I'll be curious to uh, how, you know, he moves forward. I have to say, I don't want to knock Michael Strahan too hard, but man, you did the interview. If like you had that feeling, maybe push him harder. He, you know, he couldn't. It might, well, and it might've got edited out. Maybe he was betrayed by his producers yeah. and he was doing the best he can to save face. But if that's the case, like every person in this chain needs to do better. Like Chris yeah. Harrison needs to go on an actual interview with some, like even, even if he like interviewed like Gail King. Yeah. 
and we were talking about this on this show because it's not related, but, like, I don't love Gail King. Yeah. But I think she's, like, good at what she does in certain scenarios. And I think she could give a good interview on this topic. Yeah, yeah. And it would have, like, no bias to it. Like, right. I would at least trust her to ask hard questions. Yeah, I believe that. But I believe that. I don't think Harrison is seeking out those opportunities. No, God, and no. it's super unfortunate. Oh, yeah. No, see, the thing is that, like, um, I feel... I almost want to say I feel bad for Michael Strahan in this spot because it's almost like they were like, we have your contract. And if you don't, uh, if you don't follow these rules, we're just going to fire you or we're going to do We're going to dock your pay or whatever it was. It's very clear that Michael Strahan was not happy. That being said, he still could have pushed against it. Yeah. He still very easily could have pushed against it and he would have had a lot of people backing him up. Yeah. And it's easy for us to say not in that scenario. That's true. And like, I do think he should have, and, you know, I wish we don't know did. what happened. And I, I wish he did, too. And it's, like, this doesn't improve the look. No. Because I think anyone who even kind of looks at this and analyzes it for a minute or so, right. you could see exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and it's, like, it's really sucky because you saw his, like, the dejection on his face after they showed, like, the interview. Like, he was like, I, like, what did he say? It was something along the lines of, I wish I was able to ask harder questions or something yes. like that. And it's like. <gasps> he said all of his answers felt very surface level. Yeah, and it's like. That's, well, that's what he well, said. Well, you could have pried deeper, but then it's like, well, could he have? I'm sure his questions were scripted for him and he was not allowed to go off script. I'm sure that was the case. But I think you're right. I wish that any other news outlet, like, interviewed Chris Harrison. Yeah, entertainment journalists exist. I would love to see Gail King interview Chris Harrison. Yeah, I think that'd be a good interview. Yeah, yeah, because, like, so, and I would like to clarify a little bit, we're not huge fans of Gail King around the table with the rest of the CBS uh, folks, because sometimes she says things that are, like, a little awkward or, like, like, she, like, dates herself, kind of. <laughs> so, some context. Uh, if you don't know, Gail King, Oprah's best friend. Oprah's best friend. She's one of the co-hosts <laughs> of CBS This Morning. And, like, I'm not going to age shame here. But, like, she's in her 70s. Or late 60s. She's she, in her, like, she late... looks great for her age, to she, be fair. She just says things that, that someone of that age would say. And sometimes, they're not bad. It's just awkward. It's just awkward. It's a little awkward. It's just awkward. But, like, when she does, like hard-nosed journalism on certain topics mm-hmm. they're good like like her interview with um r kelly r kelly was like her most their biggest break on cbs like in my recently opinion. yes that and she again that was within so like well. two years but yeah that was a really good robert robert that was very good <laughs> and i actually think and she does very intelligently ask very good questions yes. and i'm not mike i'm not saying michael strahan can't I'm saying it feels like he's hampered by the chains yes. of the ABC Corporation. Yeah, exactly that. It's exactly that, which is why I wish they didn't stay within. Like, I, I don't know if they're like, this will make us look better to the general public. And it's like, but it doesn't because yeah. you're staying within your family. And that's like having your big, like your little sister say, this person's not a bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. it and, doesn't mean anything and, to me. And also Warner Media, the production crew for The Bachelor, and Chris Harris's agent, like, anyone will take that interview if you offer that interview anyone will take it yeah it's true it's one of the biggest entertainment stories right now but they don't want to put heat on chris harrison i well which is the they don't want to put more heat on chris harrison because he's already under fire and i think that i think that they know that he's not good being put on the spot and that he needs to be scripted because let's face it he's not good being put on the spot and he needs to be scripted and if he got put in front of someone like gail king 
should rip him to shreds. See, and I don't want him to be ripped to shreds. I just want an honest interview. And maybe she wouldn't rip him to shreds, but I think the problem is is that he maybe he has tendencies to get too defensive. And yeah, that's like But that's not a good look. No. And that's what I think that's what would happen. When I say rip him to shreds, I mean she'd catch him off guard and he would fall. Like he would say something that would trip him up and make him look worse. And that's what would happen. So so this interview happened. We were obviously not pleased with it. Um, let us know your thoughts if you saw it, what if you think he looks fine, if you agree with us. We appreciate any kind of that response. Um, next. All right. So they mentioned who is going to be going over the after the final rose, um, which was the thing that Chris Harrison said he was no longer doing. Yeah, the story dropped like two days after we recorded yeah. last week's episode. Yep. So, yeah. And like pretty much... Most of the people we know met, like talk to us about it. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Yeah. So his name is Emmanuel Acho. He is the author of a book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And he hosts a YouTube channel of the same name. Yeah. Um, he's a former football linebacker. Um, he, yeah, that's like basically his whole like bio in a nutshell. Um, there is uh, a great article that was done by Brian... I'm going to butcher his last name. Pietch. 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 P-I-E-T-C-H-S. Brian. I'm going to call him Brian. Sure, Brian. Brian. Brian P. (laughs) That's how The Bachelor would do it. Yes. um, Brian P. (laughs) Brian P. wrote an article for the New York Times on him that I would encourage everyone to read. Um, It goes into his history and it does a pretty good job of covering like what's happened so far. Maybe we could link it so it's like with the podcast. We will. Th- this this is if you're listening to this podcast, if you go to the episode description, this we'll, is there. We'll make sure it's there. This is there. Um, so because we think it's important. This is a really good read, um, and, and it goes over um, everything. But um, just some topics that he has covered on his YouTube channel. Um, he's talked about um, policing. Obviously a huge topic in 2020, especially with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, national anthem protests, um, Karens and cancel culture. Um, he, he had a conver- he had a, um, an episode where he sat down with police and had a conversation, got over 2 million views. So he's very versed in this topic. He's well versed in these topics. Um, he's very good. He is going to be hosting the After the Final Rose special. This is good. Yes. He is the person who should be doing this. Yes, I'm excited. I am too. I will say I have concerns. It has nothing to do with uh, Mr. Oddshow. I have full confidence in it. I so hope that the Bachelor production crew said, Emmanuel, do your thing. Ask Matt whatever you want. Ask Rachel whatever you want. You know, if Michelle and Brie are there, ask them whatever you want. I like how you say Ask Matt, ask Rachel, as if, like, we know Rachel wins. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Even if to she be fair, we don't know Rachel even wins. Even if she doesn't win, she's part of the controversy. Yeah. So even if Brie wins, there's yeah. going to be tough questions for Rachel. Right. Having yes. make it to final three, period. Mm-hmm. So, um... Imagine and, if Rachel does win. I want to see that interview. I'm talking about uncomfortable conversations. Woo! Um... Then she'll be having comfortable conversations with two black men. Hey! hey. <laughs> I want him to talk to Chris Harrison. Oh, I don't God. know in this forum. I would kill I think for general, that. Okay, now, to be a fly on that wall. I don't know if this is a test to see if he would take over Chris Harrison's role. Please. Okay, let's get... Okay, okay let, wait, wait. Let's be careful. Let's be careful. No, wait. I just want to clarify one thing. Because I just said, oh, I hope... Like, please, I hope that happens. Thinking on it, I wouldn't want to detract from the work that he's currently doing. It seems like he's currently doing good work to spread adv- advocacy. Yeah. For... Like, these topics that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. I'm worried if he 
jumps into Bachelor Nation, it will dissolve the important work that he's actually doing and just turn him into the host of The Bachelor. Mayhaps. Now, if he if he wants that, absolutely. Like, if he wants to host The Bachelor. That's true. Go for it. Because um, you could do both, right? Yeah. Um, and it would give him way more access and a bigger platform. And all those things are good, right? I What I wonder is if he takes over for Chris Harrison, how much of this is like, he stole Chris Harrison's job, you know, like the, the backlash against mm-hmm. him. I do not want that. We've already seen what happened to Rachel. That being said, I, I think that the Bachelor production has to tread very carefully. And what I think makes sense is I think you need to bring more people overall involved in being like the faces of the bachelor mm-hmm. not just have one guy yes this isn't like axing chris harrison but do you know what harrison makes a season for the bachelor what take take a wild guess this is this is fun is it in the millions yeah the three million no five million no seven million you're really close eight million makes eight million dollars a season to walk in and say this is the final roast <laughs> eight million dollars a season oh my god that's 16 plus million a year because he also gets paid for a bit. I don't know if it's the full Oh my God. Spread that money around. Oh my Spread God. It. And I get you negotiative contracts, whatever, all this stuff. Get get me three guys that give them each like two million or two and a half million, whatever. I, I'm just saying it's, I think you need more. And I've said this for a while. I'm I'd like, do it oh, for I'm one like, million. Well, Bachelor Nation, I'd do it for one million. I would do it for a thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? I would like, just, just, just to go on the trips alone. Don't sell yourself short. I would do it for 10, I don't know. But I, <laughs> <laughs> you make more money now to like doing what you currently do. I don't do. know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an awful negotiator. I would, I would need an agent. Um, I'll be your agent. One million. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't want it to be like, oh, we have to get rid of him and put yeah. him in. Like, I don't want these like very simple solutions. Mm-hmm. I think for now, it's good that Emmanuel Lasha is hosting after Final Rose. Yes. I want to see where the Bachelor franchise takes us moving forward. But I don't think the solution is just to go back to it just being Chris Harrison. I agree. Um, I I don't... If I had to make an assumption, if they did decide to replace Chris Harrison, which I think that they need to do, regardless if it's they change it for one other person, or they do multiple hosts, which I think they should do. I think they should have multiple hosts, even if it's like, here, this person is the Bachelor host, and this person is the Bachelorette host, and this person is the BIP host. Like, And they just have, like, mm-hmm. for each show, they have a different host for each show, because that could be fun. Why not have a wom- woman for The Bachelorette? Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah, but my thought is that if they're going to start, if they are if they are going to replace Chris Harrison, I don't think they would do it with someone who's not already in Bachelor Nation. I think that they would take a previous Bachelor or Bachelorette and Maybe turn them... Like Rachel. Rachel wouldn't. She wouldn't. She, she wouldn't she's too it. good for it. Like, what, they had JoJo do it? Yeah, but JoJo was bad. She was bad. I think bad. that Ra- Rachel would do a great right. job. Right, but what I'm saying is... I think that this way, I think they're going to get someone who was previously part of Bachelor Nation. This way, the Bachelor Nation audience doesn't attack the person. Because if it stays within the family, Bachelor Nation won't flip out too much. You're always going to get those people who are upset, but it won't be like an uprising, right? Yeah. That's my opinion. I mean, look, maybe, and like you said, you, you get, like, these different people to host, but maybe it's a different person who does, like, after the final rose and the women tell all. These don't have to all be the same it's person. True. They really don't. The fact they, that we've given Chris Harrison this much power. He it does shows not need, the problem. He does not need to have this much power, guys. So, like, you know, maybe Emmanuel Acho hosts all after the final rose. That'd be great. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. yeah it'd be awesome. Yeah. So, these are just ideas. You can call us. 
We'd we'd be we'll so fun. I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll be a key grip. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll be whatever. So I think that's all of the news. In, yeah, um, we haven't even gotten to the episode. To be fair, it's not it's not a great episode. <laughs> Flat out say. So take, this take okay. It, take let's it. let's just jump right in. This week's episode was just the women's tell all. It's the first time that they've just done the women's tell all in an episode. Women tell all. Women tell all. The women tell all. They tell it all. And that was this episode. It was not great, guys. Now, I've been saying every episode recently, these last few episodes are for me always a drag. Like, the hometowns to me is slow, women tell all is slow, the fantasy suites is a little bit better because it's usually somewhat entertaining and silly. Um, but the, this was truly... Awful? It was hard. It was hard to watch because it was mostly like a flashback episode where they just showed clips and then it was a lot of... Let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. So I will say, right, there's a lot of conversations that happen. Yes. None of them matter at all. Even a little bit. And the problem is, mm-hmm. you got Chris Harrison hosting, and every time I look at his face, I'm like, ugh. Like, ups- yeah, he's, like- he's cutting it up. He's so happy, because he's so clever. Isn't it crazy that Matt kisses with his eyes open? Who cares? Let's I, get into well, it. Well, no, but what I, just one of the things I want to say is, like, they cover all these topics, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, we'll, we'll go over, like, what some of the topics are, but none of them matter. Like, right. none of them matter because the the biggest thing is, like, there's this overtone of racist things that happen by the hosts and one of the contestants that in this recording we're watching isn't, a, they're not aware of it because yes. it hadn't happened yet, That's quote true. unquote. So every conversation just, if it's like paper mache yeah. when, it's, when it's soft. It's it just true. dissolves. Well, we mentioned this last week, that, like, yeah. the women's hell all feels it, like nothing. Seeing it was very stark. It was, it was, it really was, because you're watching them argue over what feels like, um, what's it, feels like, uh, small potatoes, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's just so not important in comparison to, like, it's what's not. really happening now in Bachelor Nation. This feels, like, so irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Because you know that, based on the statement that they gave after this happened, you know if they had the knowledge they had then and that platform, every single one of them would have talked about the race issue. Yeah. I honestly would have been surprised if most of them showed up. Yeah. If they had that honestly, knowledge. Yeah. There's a good chance that, like, either they wouldn't have shown up or they would have shown up with a fury. So on top of that, I feel like they were cheated. Because, because again, you're, you're, you're looking at a time capsule where we have information they don't, but, like, it doesn't make it easier to watch. Right. But, like, I don't know that I'd say they were cheated in the sense that, like, we know that this was filmed prior to all this happening. Yeah. Right? Like, most people who are following this news is aware that, like, the filming, this filming happened, like... Yeah. Way before this happened. So, like, I don't watch this and go, they were cheated because they didn't know that this happened. Because it didn't happen yet in, like, the timeline that that was Right. Filmed. Well, I guess what I mean is maybe not cheated, but it's unfortunate that they didn't have the opportunity to speak on that platform at that time. Well, yeah. And that it had to be, like, a statement on Instagram. Right. But, like, you're... You're asking, or, like, it's like you're upset that they didn't have the opportunity to, like, time travel? <laughs> no, well, I'm upset that these events caused by Rachel Kirkinell and Chris Harrison overshadowed everything else that happened, and therefore it kind of makes this women tell-all pretty... Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, because this really could have been a platform for them to address, like, bullying, which is another, like, yeah big issue. Obviously not as big as the issue that we're currently facing, but this would have been a good time for that issue to be addressed by Bachelor Nation accordingly. But Bachelor Nation apparently doesn't want to address fucking anything. So, okay. So here we are. Ugh. I took down some notes. Sure. But I did not delve into a lot because, again, 
feels very small potatoes. Um, I'm gonna skim through some and talk about some of the other things. So first, they started the episode with a lot of flashbacks about all the drama that was happening in the house. Um, they show the drama that happened with Sarah, which was interesting because Sarah was not there, like, to talk about her or defend herself or anything like that. Um, they had, they had a pretty amusing bit where they showed Victoria's confessionals through the season, uh, where she's talking shit about the other girls. But in the corner, you see the other girls' reactions to the confessionals, because the other girls haven't seen this yet, like, seen yeah, the episodes yet. So they're watching Victoria call the other girls, like, bitches and hoes, and, like, that they all need to leave, and that they're all dumb. And the other girls' reactions are pretty surprised and upset, as you would expect them to be. Um, all of the mean girls were in denial about, like, everything. So, like, Anna, Victoria, MJ, they all just, like... They got very defensive whenever anyone brought anything up to them. Uh, Victoria was playing, like, the pity card, like, the, oh, but I was being bullied, too, kind of thing. I, I really didn't care what any of these women had to say. We know who you are. We saw you in the moment. Yeah, it was... It, remember when you said early, early, early in the season, back in the good times, before any of this mm -hmm. stuff happens, and you were like, I think Victoria is acting, and that this is all a Take joke. Take it all back. Yeah, she said, "I need these L's. I'm eating these L's." Yeah, she she is not Big acting. Old L's. She is a bully, and she um, what was the thing that she said? Because she said that. Oh, it was towards the end when she was talking to Matt. She said that. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh. She admitted to having tremendous fears of rejection, which no is obvious. It's obviously not an excuse to be mean, but like it was also obviously something that we saw. Um, I don't know. I, through this whole thing, I don't think any of the women said anything insightful. Like Abigail talked I, about. I disagree. I disagree because Katie said one thing that I thought was insightful. Okay. And worth like talking about. Katie, um, the girls were getting on Katie for bringing up the bullying toxicity yeah. of the house to Matt. Um, and uh, Mari's brought up with Katie, you were on Sarah the hardest. Because if you remember in the beginning, it's true. Katie was like one of the first people to like dog on Sarah. Yeah. And Mari said, but then you changed your mind the next day. That's fake as hell. That's mm -hmm. what Mari said to Katie. And Katie said to her, it's called learning. It's called growing. Mm -hmm. So like with the new information she gathered, she changed her opinion. Yeah. And I thought that that was something pretty insightful. Because yeah, she, she like admitted that she had an opinion she learned new information. She changed her opinion. And I think that's an important thing that we don't teach people enough. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think it's important for people to know you're allowed to change your mind on things. Yes. Even if you feel strongly about something one way, you can learn something and change how you feel about something. And I think that that's, we don't give people the opportunity or people feel this need to like stick with their guns. And I think it's important for people to know, like, you can change and it, it touches on like what I said before about people who realize that they're racist and are working to like not yes. be like that or like um, it's with like anything even if like you're not racist but maybe you stereotype people and you're trying to work on that or like um, maybe it's just anything if you realize that there's something wrong and you're trying to correct it because like you've noticed something then I think it's important so I thought that that was like out of everything that was said in this episode this was like the one thing that I pulled from it sorry yeah. Yeah. I agree. Everything else was garbage. <laughs> Abigail talked about her deafness. Oh, yeah. Was... Abigail talked 
Um, she talked about, she actually mentioned, and I found this interesting. She mentioned that like, she isn't always fully accepted by the deaf community because she can't do sign language, Yeah, which I found super interesting. Um, and it reminded me a lot of my stepdad because he also couldn't do sign language. He, um, reads lips. Yeah, like Abigail. Right. And I think that there is a number, like, I obviously don't know this, but I think that there is a percentage of the deaf community who don't do sign language growing up they just learn how to read lips and like that's how they evolve but abigail mentioned that like sometimes the deaf community doesn't fully accept her because she can't do sign language which feels so silly to me (laughs) right um people just need to love people like i don't understand why this is so hard um but one of the nice things was they showed a tweet where someone was like oh my god first deaf uh bachelorette contestant got the uh first impression rose absolutely killing it and it was like nice to see that support and like good to see that kind of affection and like it's just god we need to be nicer to people like people need to be nicer to people um okay the last part of this of the women tell all that's worth even bringing up kind of is that they did a spotlight on matt kissing with his eyes open which is something we joked about before again this is all small potatoes i know but it's worth just mentioning because it is a little funny to see. He apparently didn't know that you're supposed to kiss with your eyes closed. Have you never watched a movie? Right? It's like... never because I feel like, you know, especially from kids, I get, it depends, right? But I feel like you just learn from watching. Yeah. And, you know, give any, give me any, you know, romantic comedy, romance movie, TV shows across like cultures, right? Yeah. Like, I get not everyone has seen Friends. Yes. It's like a, yeah. it's like a white person thing, right? It's like Friends. Sure. But, like, I'm pretty sure. Now, I haven't seen every that, like, everyone kisses with their eyes closed in most, if not all, media. Yeah. Unless it's supposed to be a comedy where it's supposed to look silly that yeah. the person is kissing with their eyes so, open. So, like, I know he says, like, oh, I didn't think that was supposed to be a thing. But, like, you've seen stuff, right? You must have. You must have seen stuff. And, like, has a girl never called him out before? Like, it can't be. Right? Like, it can't be. Right? Anyway, they... And, and I will say, like, it is clear that his love language like, is visual. Yes. That's, like, been apparent through the whole season that he's, yes. like, a very visual, like, yeah. touching love language. Yeah. But, come on, man. He talked about how he liked looking at the... Yeah. It's just weird. He likes looking at the person while he's that close to them. It's, it's just his weird. love language. I know. It's people have <laughs> different love language. Well, then I hope that whoever he marries is okay with that. Yeah. Um... But the thing that they did show all of the clips where he's kissing with his eyes open and two things struck my mind. One is that, wow, it's really weird how much he kisses with his eyes open. And two, it was a little disgusting to see him making out with all of the women in like clip format. Yeah. Because like you see him, usually the most you see him making out with women is like during a group date. And even then it's not like back to back to back. But here they had like 15 clips just back to back of him making out with different women. And I was like, it looks real gross when you put it like that in front of me <laughs> um anyway so they previewed the next episode which will be the fantasy suite episode yep. yep um so overall it looks like one of the normal previews for the fantasy suite episodes nothing too special there's just a few things that i want to call out from it one is that they show rachel breaking down about him being with other women there's always one there's always one person who's like oh my god he's spending time with other people right now and i don't know what to do and it's like i get it it's hard but like it's the nature of the show um and last week we talked about how we think rachel's kind of in denial about how she's like the only one that he's giving attention to so i think it's hitting her now um or it hits her in the fantasy suite episode uh there is a clip of matt having a conversation with his dad which I found particularly interesting. And he, like, 
there's like a lot of tension and drama between them um, about like how his father didn't set the example for a relationship that he wanted. Um, so if anything, that will be interesting to watch. There's also a clip of him talking with his mom. And his mom says that love is not the end-all be-all, which you have to remember his mom comes from the relationship with his dad where they got divorced pretty early and she grew up, like, yeah. as a single mother. Um, and I believe next week is when we get the ugly cry. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Do you think there's a chance he doesn't propose? I mean, there's a chance, but I don't know. I could see him ending up with a girlfriend at the end of this. You think so? It's what he wants. He doesn't want to be mm. so. Maybe. I have no I have no idea. Like it's I think that he really likes Rachel. And I think that there's a chance that maybe after realizing that she's not the only one that he's fawning after, maybe she leaves. And maybe if she leaves, he like like pulls a Colton. Yeah. Chases after her, dumps the other woman. Maybe. I could see it. Yeah, right. Um I have no evidence on this except for this little blip that they showed me, which could be them completely pulling my strings, which has happened before. So yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, I, we'll just have to wait until next week's episode. Uh, it will surely be more entertaining than this was because this was just yeah, this was garbage, garbage, a waste of my time. <laughs> Truly nothing. And I was expecting more entertainment from Victoria. At this point, I was hoping she was just doing an act because it would have been more fun to watch, but it wasn't. She was like, oh, poor me. I got bullied too. Uh, I'm going through such hard yeah, times. Yeah, I'm done with Victoria. She sucks. Yeah, it was not good. It was not fun to watch. And the other thing that was weird is that a lot of the girls um, like ganged up on her. Like, yeah, Victoria, you shouldn't have bullied those other new girls. And then all the girls ganged up on Katie for like speaking up for the new girls and then the new girls didn't stand up for katie and i'm like i don't it was awful it was truly awful. it was truly awful <laughs> like not worth watching if you didn't watch it don't watch it don't you don't need to watch it it's really not worth your time maybe next week we'll be we'll let you know we'll see let us save you those three hours <laughs> two hours. two hours it felt like three hours <laughs> God. Okay. Um, Pop break. That is the feed we are on. That is the feed we are on. They have some other great podcasts that you should be listening to. What's the one that's doing WandaVision? I think yeah, they're, they're regular TV one. The TV one is doing WandaVision. And we all know that the final episode is coming up. We it, we still haven't been on the podcast and we it, probably won't be. No, never. It's the TV break, by the way. The, the, TV, the break TV break is reviewing WandaVision next oh man i'm so stoked for the next episode of that um oh do we want to mention what we might start covering once the bachelorette is over or the bachelor is over or do we want to wait let's until, tease it let's tease it like tease it like tell them or tease it no, like no, no, like tease it like, like hint that there's going to be yeah, something else exactly. we're going to be stepping outside of the bachelor nation yeah when we're on break when we're on break and bachelor nation is temporarily on hiatus we might be covering some other garbage yeah if you have garbage you would like to like us to color cover let us know yeah. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Zippy by Day. I'm at M. Crouchy Designs. So, yeah, you tweet at us if there's, like, garbage you want us to cover. We should make a Roses and Rejection Twitter. We should. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll set do that it. up. All right. Yeah. She's going to do it, so. <laughs> um. Yeah, and we will get this all set up, and, and maybe we'll do a poll, or we'll get people to tweet at us or something. 
but we'd like to hear what you guys want to talk about. Otherwise, we have some ideas in mind, and it's all going to be trashy and delicious and good. Yeah, it's going to be several weeks of other stuff. Of other stuff. Because we honestly don't know when The Bachelor is yeah. starting. Well, it could be a minute. When we say several weeks of other stuff, we don't mean we're going to cover one thing for several weeks. We mean we're going to try to cover multiple Probably things. Probably a show a week. Yeah. Maybe for a longer show. Maybe two episodes. Maybe, maybe yeah, a couple weeks. But, um, yeah, there's... We're gonna we're gonna do some sampling. We're gonna give you some good recommendations yes. and sampling. We've do. we've watched some good trash, and it is time that we recommend some good trash. Yeah, I really want to talk about the challenge. I think that'll be like a really good one to maybe cover. I don't what? know what that is. <laughs> really? Oh man! Oh, this is gonna be so good. I'm gonna get to interest interest you to some trash. Right. This is gonna be good. But yeah, we'll put it's up stuff on Twitter, and then uh, you guys can let us know what you want us to cover. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, until next week, everybody, check out everything else in the Pop Break feed, and we'll see you next week for Fantasy Suites. All right, bye, guys. Love you.